What's up, rockers? You're listening to What Difference Does It Make? I'm Joel Willis, and with me is... Allie Probst, and we're here to talk about dad music. Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. How's it going today on the What Difference Does It Make podcast? I am super excited about today. I cannot wait to talk to these guys. We're talking with Allie Probst and Joel Willis, and they wrote a book. Anything we can relate to? (laughs) I think we can both relate to this book. This is a hilarious book called Dad Law. It is the definitive reference for all things dad. Oh, okay. So this is the Bible. Is this what this came down upon Mount Zion? And we so decreed that these are how the dad will operate and and teach their children, teach their children well. It's not so much it teaches their children well. It's more like these are dad-isms. So these might be dad-isms for the generation, if there could be a generation between our dads and us, right? (laughs) As I was reading the book, it was a lot like me. These were things that I... 100% relate to and my kids do because I did show it to them and they're like, they nod their head. Anyway, these are things that I relate to and I'm sure our audience will relate to. Every single topic has a a law and this is the book that you go to that tells you how dads operate. This is Allie Probst and Joel Willis. They wrote a book. It's called Dad Law. The definitive reference for all things dad. Talk to the experts. Let's get into it. This is... Allie and Joel on the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Hello. Hi. All right. Nice to meet you guys. It is so nice to meet you guys, too. Thank you for doing this. Oh, no, we're happy to. We are so psyched about it. We love talking about dads and dad music. (laughs) All the classics, the dad rock classics. We're ready. Allie, did you, you worked on the other dad books. Yes. So I am not a dad, but I am, I call myself a dad aficionado. She is the um, queen of queen of dads. Is what queen Allie of is. dads, if you will. So I worked for Joel. We started a brand online called the dad where Joel was the head honcho and I was like his left hand man. And we just worked together for uh, how many years, Joel? A few um, years. Yeah, like four. And then we had this big audience of people who love talking about dads and love dad jokes. And so we thought, why don't we make some books too? Like, because nobody ever knows what to buy for their dad on Father's Day, like ever, because dads never need anything. So we thought maybe we would make some books of the type of content that our audience was really into and that dads would like. And then that's how we ended up as dad authors. Dad authors, dad experts. Uh, Ali is a prestigious dad expert for sure. Well, I have all these t-shirts that say the dad and I have like a hat that says the dad and I wear it all the time. And I always wonder what people think. They're probably like, what's happening there? But it's 2023, (laughs) like women are dads too. in my (laughs) And dads are moms. Yeah. Dads are moms. We're, we're all doing it. I guess we should have gone back further than this. So, Joel, you started the dad, but you were in corporate America before, pre the dad? I was, yeah. I was in corporate America. I worked in IT for over 10 years. I worked for General Electric. 
I was leading data science projects for jet engine engineering, <laughs> like the most opposite of social media as you can get towards the end. I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something more creatively fulfilling. So I started trying to learn how to write content on the internet. That's how Allie and I originally uh, met by the way, through, through writers groups on Twitter. And huh. then eventually I got connected with the head of scary mommy another parenting brand. And I wrote for Scary Mommy for, for two years and Allie as well. That was before the dad. And what are your qualifications? Do you have any kids at all? If, uh, if that is in fact the, <laughs> no, going on? no, not a dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have been a dad for almost 14 years. My daughter was born in, in 2009. She's 13. And then my son is 11. So two kids, girl and boy. Oh, nice. And I have two kids also. And that's how we met originally was we would write parenting jokes online. For me, it was just blowing off steam, just writing jokes on Twitter. And then I became connected with other people writing jokes on Twitter. And then Joel and I met and the rest is dad history. <laughs> Do you I mean, have- if you're going to write jokes, parenting is like the best topic because it's basically impossible. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to laugh about it. It's the only way to only way to get through it. So there's, there's plenty of, of fodder there for sure. Was it just like little tweets of uh, what happened today or what was a, what was a typical tweet that you would put out or what's your, some of your favorites? Oh my gosh. Ali, you have these, you have, you have anything queued up? I don't, I don't know. My favorites are ones that are like there's, there's always the 80s, 90s dad tropes, right, of like the, the lazy, uninvolved dad. Hate those. Right, <laughs> That's, right. Those are not our favorites. <laughs> I love the ones that, that are able to like, you know, not take yourself too seriously and, and, and laugh about your about parenting. But also, you know, at least hint at the fact that, you know, parenting is also pretty dang great and, and dad should be involved just because it's it's so fun. Yeah, I definitely think that we were writing jokes for really involved dads. Not, um, We were not doing the typical sitcom dad who's not around um, because we also wrote jokes for moms. And then we just naturally transitioned to writing jokes for dads. And a lot of the things hit the same for both. And like modern dads are just as involved. But yeah, we would definitely write things about our own life. Jokes about our own kids being super picky eaters and stuff like that. And then we sort of started to see what people were responding to. And there's just, Joel and I always say this, there's like a few like repeating themes in parenting jokes, which is basically how you love your kids so much and you give them everything and they treat you like shit. I don't know if I can, can I swear <laughs> yeah, on here? That's fine. It's a podcast. We have a, we have a swear <laughs> We have a swear jar. But, but in a funny way, like in a in a loving way, we would kind of poke fun at that because it is like a job where your boss is just so mean to you and <laughs> there's no HR, you're the HR and uh, your, your employees are out of control. But yeah, we just ended <laughs> up writing about things that were relatable for all parents. But then the more we did the dad, the more we found that people our age, so millennials, we were really nostalgic about our kind of early 90s dads, mm-hmm. 80s dads that we remembered. So that's like the jean shorts, right? And like the braided leather belts on the and the um, New Balance sneakers, which are back in style, by the way. Um, Good to know. And so we ended up writing kind of a lot of jokes about that, all the sort of cheesy things we remember our dads saying 
and, you know, the grill tongs, clicking the grill tongs and all that type of stuff. And people really loved it. People really respond to that. I think people our age were just like kind of nostalgic for our parents, even though we are a different brand of parents, I think now. For sure. I think anytime you, you become a parent, you become just inherently nostalgic. It's like, because you get to live the world again through the eyes of your child who is experiencing everything for the first time, which is the best. So as parents, we get to share timeless classics with our kids. We like sit down kids. I want you to watch this movie. It, it changed my life. It was, it's amazing. And then within like, you know, five minutes, they're like, this is boring. Can we turn this well, off like, now? What timeless classics are you talking about? Joel? <laughs> You're talking about like back to the future. Yeah, that's one. My kids can't make it through Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> okay, you, you, you. This was in the book. You, when you talked about movies, about showing kids movies that we loved too early, and number one was The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Um, I let my kids watch Terminator. Yeah. And I think yeah. it was perhaps too young. Um, none of their friends know any of the references when they're quoting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know you crossed the line. That's right. I, my son and I watched uh, John Wick um, last weekend, and he's he's eleven. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this isn't. We're not recording, are we? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just watched. I showed my son Indiana Jones for the first time. That's PG thirteen. Listen, but, he loved it, but he got genuinely scared when the Nazis' faces were melting yeah. and one yeah. guy's like eyeball comes out and like the head explodes. He got like scared. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe I should have thought about it before I showed him this. Well, yeah. PG 13 from the 80s, 90s just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't convert the same. <laughs> well, that that's exactly what happened for the, the sequel of Indiana Jones. That's why there's a PG 13 is the sequel where a guy reaches in his hand and pulls out a heart that was rated PG. And then parents were like, we can't take our kids to this. And they created PG 13 because of Steven Spielberg and his kids film that he made. But like that? in my memory, Indiana Jones is like wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> sure. it's like, it's like a classic Bible film. Like there's nothing <laughs> because I watched it so much as a kid. And then I showed it to him and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> pretty violent he's you know the one nazi gets chopped up by the propeller yeah. of the airplane yeah ali i know you're i know you're a simpsons fan what was your thoughts on the simpsons back in the day because my oh, wife laura yeah. she was not allowed to watch the simpsons for whatever reason her parents thought it was like the worst show on television well you came from one of two families either the family where like you weren't allowed to watch simpsons ever or like my family where like i grew up on the simpsons yeah. and I do let my kids watch it now, but <laughs> I kind of wonder that my parents never it's, it's good parents saw anything it's wrong good. with that. I've actually under the radar. That's good. I've gotten in trouble for showing Simpsons to to kids' friends. Like, you know, they just gather around and watch, watch a Simpsons episode. Kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. <laughs> Yeah. But like, I feel like, how are they going to develop a sense of humor if they don't watch The Simpsons? Thank you. Perfect. Exactly. That's my point. I was going to say, Allie, it, it shows that you grew up on The Simpsons. It shows. That's a compliment. Yeah. It's like just enough trauma of like being <laughs> exposed to things you shouldn't be exposed to 
that it really just um, builds a good, healthy sense of humor. That's a that's a testimonial from Matt Groening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I hope he sees this and knows that um, I thank him for his role in my life. <laughs> well, when you, I think we all do. Yeah, that's but right. well, you think that's about. It. I mean, there are all these kids' movies, especially like early Disney films. It's always the mom that's that's just they kill her, kill her off, and it's the dad that has to rescue or, or you know save the day or whatever. You know, even like Finding Nemo, that was the the mom was not non-existent. The dad had to had to go find his son. What? Yeah, the moms are always dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Or I think evil. it's one of the other. Or, e- or evil. I mean, Lion King. The the dad dies. Yeah, it wasn't until the '90s when they finally figured. Well, you know what? Let's get. We, can, kill, we can kill the dads too. <laughs> <laughs> I have this to say about Finding Nemo. The dad, um, he's he's painted as being extremely overprotective, and he won't let his son go across the chasm or whatever and touch the boat. Yeah. He was right, by the way. He was right. He was not overprotective. He was right. His kid was taken and he had to go all the way across the world to save him. So he, he was, he was right. Oh yeah. That just shows you're getting old. If you start relating with the parents on Disney movies. <laughs> can, same. That's a good point. No, it's, yeah. it's like Joel, we were talking about the goofy movie and oh. uh, Joel was always like, when I watched that as a kid, I used to root for like Max being able to do what he wanted with this summer. But now I'm just like, just go on the trip with your dad. Now Joel is like feeling for adult grown goofy. Yeah. It hits, it hits very differently. (laughs) The goofy movie. Go back and watch it. People. It is amazing. I I feel the same way with back to the future as well. Like I used to think that, you know, I wanted to be Michael J. Fox and then like, what a, what a jerk this guy is. You know, I could see where the parents are coming from and like, yeah, they're, they were trying the best they could, (laughs) you know, yeah. Yeah. Or Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that one the other day with my son and I was like, this is a great movie, but like, don't ditch school. You got to go to school. Yeah. Don't lie to me about where you're at. But the poor principal is just out there trying to do his job. Right. Yeah. Having the worst day of his life because Ferris okay. Bueller wants to just enjoy every moment. Which is also a lesson we should be teaching them to enjoy every moment with responsibility. And where's that balance? Truancy, okay. that's the balance. The truancy <laughs> is the line you don't cross, kids. Right. <laughs> no, no when and when to be truant and where. <laughs> exactly. Responsible truancy. <laughs> Speaking of movies, so so like I said, older. I was in elementary school when I saw the movie Bad News Bears, the original Bad News Bears. Did you ever go back and watch that? Oh yeah, I saw it as a kid as well. Because they were yeah, I, they were PG films. I saw Young Frankenstein as a ten year old. I saw like all these Mel Brooks films that were just mm-hmm. that went over my head at the time. And then you watch it again, going, "Wow, that's pretty amazing." That I, <laughs> I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I watched Saturday Night Live as a kid. My mom told me that another mom said that that was bad parenting by allowing me to watch Saturday Night Live. And it's who I am today. I <laughs> because I was it, able to watch it. My a, dad used to quote Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Even if we hadn't seen the sketches, my dad would just quote them as if we were supposed to know they were funny. Yeah. So I still to this day, and my dad will still always say all the Steve Martin, like two wild and crazy guys, like that one, he'll quote that all the time. I think that we, Joel, did we write that as a dad law? That they'll get so. stuck on like a few sketches from SNL or like a few movie lines and dads yeah. will milk those stupid lines for their for decades, yeah. my dad still quotes the same sure. movie that he did when I was like six. Yeah, and those wild and crazy guys were womanizers. They'd be canceled 
today. This, this is not appropriate. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. So inappropriate. Oh, totally. Also, one of my favorite films was Animal House. And my daughter went to the University of Oregon and they showed that film. And, I was, you know, like I used to mention that film a lot and they watched it and they were horrified by the film and just like, no, this is not funny. There is, it's, there's a lot of horrible, horrible scenes in it that are played for laughs. You know, it's just of that time. And I don't think new generations can enjoy it as much as, as I did or generations before me. Same with, you mentioned Caddyshack. I showed that to my kids and then I was like, oh my God, there's this weird sex scene in it that's just like, no, this is not, why am I showing this? Still, very Yeah, funny. there's nothing like showing your kids a movie to realize that like no appropriate movies have ever been made because yeah. it's the same thing with like showing them songs and they're singing along with it and then you're suddenly like, oh, Every single song that's ever written is like not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, belting out those lyrics from the back seat. Yes. <laughs> but we, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I don't think kids paid attention to lyrics. I mean, did do you did you know what you were singing about? You know, like Toxic or, you know, like Britney Spears or whatever. Like, Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> no way. I remember singing that in seventh grade and like with my friends. And I had no idea what I was talking about. I have no idea until I was probably an adult. But now when we have kids, we, we know what they're talking about. So when our kids are singing it, we know, we know the lyrics and we think that they know, but maybe they don't, maybe they do. I don't don't think, I honestly don't. They may understand younger, but still not when they're singing them for the first time. And are we forced to choose that moment to teach them what that means? No, I don't think so at all. Because it was just Mother's Day, right? So I was able to choose the music when we were driving. And I had the aux cord, you know, and I chose ABBA. I was introducing my children to ABBA. I have two sons, by the way. So it's not like they (laughs) would choose this on their own. Good job. But um, my (laughs) younger son, who's in third grade, he got really into the one that's like, give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. And he was like singing it. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think he knows what you do with a man after midnight. And I'm not going to explain it to him. (laughs) Play Xbox. Yeah, exactly. Play Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, they're going to ask, like, what does this mean? And and you can decide if you want to explain it or you just go, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure. (laughs) Do you play? Some kids don't ask, though. It's like they don't question. (laughs) The lyrics just go in and out and they just don't Mm. ask. I think that's the difference between boys and girls is... Girls seem to want to comprehend what's going on. And boys, it's just, just my experience. They think something and they say it immediately. And girls just kind of, they'll, they'll hold on to something. And then, you know, and they want to discuss things. And boys don't give too much thought until much later in life. Which is why what your girls are getting to the age now, you know, like any boy that can talk to an adult is, is one that you have to watch. The ones that just kind of won't talk to you or just kind of won't look you in the eye. They skid around. You don't have to worry too much about them. But the ones that seem nice and will engage you, like, oh, my God, he's figured it out. Watch this kid. He's trouble. Eddie Haskell. He's trouble. Yeah, he's an Eddie Haskell type character. That makes me feel a lot better about my parenting because my sons are like animals. (laughs) 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 They live on another plane of reality. Right. How old are they? they? Wait, before we move away from movies, I wanted to talk about (laughs) one that just came up because of last summer, the new Top Gun. Mm. my dad was obsessed with Top Gun. 
he's a pilot. He has his pilot's license. He's he it was not his profession, but he does fly planes. So he was obsessed with Top Gun and he was obsessed with Danger Zone, the Kenny Loggins song. I still, if I hear that song, I think of my dad and he would wear the aviators, you know, he'd be like driving us to school with the aviators on, blasting Danger Zone. But my kids saw the new Top Gun and they loved it because they're airplane freaks. They loved it. And so I was driving my kids to school Blasting Danger Zone, because it's in the new one, too, in the opening scene. The first, the opening scene where they start playing Danger Zone and it shows the aircraft carrier and all the planes are taking off. My son leaned over and he goes, this is my kind of movie. (laughs) Right away. like reliving my dad's life because I'm like blasting danger zone. I got some aviators. I'm Tom Cruise driving to school. And that came out in 1986, which was the year I was born. So I just had to bring that one up. Oh, amazing. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you should dig through the entire eighties uh, movie catalog. You can find a lot, of, a lot of those <laughs> exciting uh, action adventure. Introduce them to, uh, to Arnold and, and uh, you know, and Die Hard. Have they seen Die Hard? Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Joel loves Die Hard. Well, oh, he yeah. should. well, because he should. He has to. He, it's mandatory, right? Yeah, it's a Christmas classic. Is it? Is it a Christmas? Is it? Ma- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ali. Yes. I mean, people say it's a Christmas movie because it's set at a Christmas party, but um, I don't personally feel like it's a Christmas movie. I guess there's a lot of red, like. Christmassy red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about, have you like for Halloween, have you, have you shown them uh, ghostbusters? They love ghostbusters because yes. there is that one scene <laughs> that's alluded yes, to is. also. I mean, what, Oh, I, I think I, you know, I saw it as a teen and it went over my head, but it seemed like, wait, that seems kind of awkward. What was, what, wait, what was that? <laughs> and now when she's like possessed and she's like, Painting like a dog or are you talking about like the marshmallow man? Cause I'm like that one would win over. Okay. With my oh, kids. No, I, I think there was a reference to, uh, to a blowjob basically is, uh, Oh, I, I don't remember. You don't remember. I went See, right over exact, my head. Exactly. Okay. I, there was at least that there, there might've been, might've been even more, but I'll, oh, I'll yeah. tell you guys a, a dad hack. What I do, we have a regular computer hooked up to our TV and then we have a keyboard and we just keep our finger on the forward button and oh. we skip we skip scenes like 15 seconds at a time. So we watch just about anything. We just are ready to skip oh, when so we you, got to. So you know, oh, that's, that's what I do with, with volume for music. When I was in the car, my kids, when they were little, uh, I would just turn it down and start talking at the, you know, like during Alanis Morissette, when they were little, you ought to know was big. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> My dad law is don't turn down the volume. Listen to these very important messages right now. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. 
Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We're back on the What Difference Does It Make podcast with Allie Probst and Joel Willis. Conversely, Joel, yeah. have you discovered now a love for older 60s, 70s movies when it's kind of quiet? There's like, there's no music, you know, before Jaws and these big blockbusters. There's there's action sequences like car chases. There is no music in it. And I'm watching like these Steve McQueen films and like, this is amazing. It's just hearing the engines rev. I don't know. Are you, have you discovered those yet? Look, watching old, old movies like world. Not, for, not for me. Just you will. Yeah, it, you it will. does feel slow to me. So I'm just oh, the, okay. uh, the next generation of this is boring. Um, <laughs> but that's like the most dad thing you can ever say is like watching a movie and going like, it's too loud. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much happening. <laughs> <laughs> is it drafty in here? Did yeah. someone turn on the air? <laughs> It's like mm. at restaurants when dads are always like, the music, they're playing the music so loud, you can't even talk to each other. My dad <laughs> says that all the time. He's like, do you think I should ask the waiter to turn it down? I'm like, no, dad, please don't. <laughs> well, does your dad ask the waiter's name or will he address them by their name? What, what type of dad was your, your father? Oh, yeah. And we have a whole section about dads and waiters or waitresses. Typically servers, your, your food um, dads have to be best friends with the waitresses. Dads have to make a lot of jokes. If a dad does not make the waitress laugh, then the whole outing is a failure. <laughs> I think they forget that the waitress is literally paid to be nice to them. Yeah. It's, it's open mic night for, for dads and restaurants. Apparently. <laughs> do you do night. that Joel? No, <laughs> many of these dadisms and like the dad law, I do. For sure, like more than I would expect, but not. I don't do this. <laughs> no. Okay, like what? What's your what's your signature dad thing? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I started to say ironically because of the job, because of the dad, and now I just keep saying them. You know, like ah, <laughs> uh, uh, we we beat the rush, or we got here just in time when everybody lines up behind you, or when you're driving in traffic and you, you see traffic on the other way. Good thing we're not going that way, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> just like the cheesiest crap. I do that stuff all the time now. 
Joel, have you lap? ever oh. done the I'm going to turn this car around? Ironically, probably. <laughs> you never. haven't ever done it for real? Never for real. How about you? I didn't phrase it that way only because I'm hyper aware of what is <laughs> like cheesy dad line it is. But I have said to my kids, like, I guess we're just going to go home. Like, I guess yeah. we're, this is not happening for us today because everybody's upset, you know? And then they're like, no, no, but I didn't actually do that. I'm going to turn this car around, but I have approached it. I've gotten too close for comfort. Do you feel yourself self-editing before you say something like thinking before you say it now? Like, oh wait, this is a cliche. I am not going to, to say this. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Cause I definitely would have said, I'm going to turn this car around <laughs> if I hadn't written a book saying dads always do that. I, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I realize I'm that there's a good cliche to say, and then I just, <laughs> I let it fly. True. There's yeah, because it's true. I will. And, be, and because my kids hate it. I don't, why, what is that? Why do I like that? They don't like it. <laughs> like I have right. no idea. I was just yeah. talking to someone about this, that dad humor is just making other people uncomfortable yeah. enough that you're amused. Yeah. Because it's just saying things that you know will make people groan. And I, I think that's a uniquely dad thing. I think, but for me though, it's just my wife and kids though. That's it. Like, that's why the the waitress thing, that's not me. Like if I'm at a restaurant with somebody and they, and they clear their plate and they say, how was it? And they're like, oh, it wasn't good at all. You know, like Man. that. Oh, that makes me cringe. I think because it makes the waiter or waitress uncomfortable. So I would never do that. But if it makes my kids scream, I'm in. Oh, no, I think I've done that one. Is it because we want to get a reaction? If you just say something bland, it just goes over their heads. They don't hear it. But if you say something cringy, it gets attention. Is that what dads really want to do is get just a, just a modicum of, of attention? Maybe I kind of think I kind of think, and this is probably in the book too. I'm sure it is. But if it gets a laugh once, if it gets a laugh the first time, use it forever and ever, even if it never gets a laugh again. So I think it's just what happens on that first try. I think it's that. And I also think that it's just dads entertaining themselves because it's like sometimes parenting can be like boring and tedious. (laughs) And I think that it's like a way to be playful in a way that like, they know will make other people groan, but also at the same time, it's sort of like, they're like dad, but then later in life, they'll find themselves maybe saying the same thing or at least thinking the same thing. Um, which I think is what we were seeing with like a lot of people, our age, the millennials, they love those cringy dad jokes. Cause they remember their dad saying them mm-hmm. and they hated when their dad would say that stuff. And then I think another part of it is just owning that you don't care if you're cringe anymore, yeah. you know, cause my kids will tell me all the time, like, mom, don't say that. Like if I, oh, I started saying stuff was bussing, like food, <laughs> because my son, this was like five years ago. He'd be like, this is bussing. It's straight bussing. Like if something's delicious. So now I say it, but his culture it's has moved right. on. And so now I'll still be like, this is bussing. And he'll be like, mom, don't say that. And I get joy in the fact that I just don't care if I'm cool or not. I feel like maybe that's what dads are doing. They're like just owning the fact that like they've outgrown needing to be cool or on trend at all. Which is the coolest thing you can do. Joel, are you dabbing at all? Do you you ever do that? (laughs) I'm not, not too much of a dabber. Okay. (laughs) Joel, do your kids know about the gritty hidden, the gritty 
my son hits the gritty constantly, constantly. And he plays sports. So anytime he does something good in sports, touchdown or soccer goal, whatever, he hits the gritty. It's what ridiculous. is that? It's, we, I, it's obnoxious. I mean, it's just, it's a dance. I'm not going <laughs> to do it for you guys. <laughs> How are look we going to learn it if you don't? <laughs> look it up. I, I'm, I'm from Cincinnati and there's a Cincinnati player, Jamar Chase, who's like, he's, he's an expert at the gritty. Look it up. Look up Jamar Chase hitting the gritty or, or my son. I'll send you guys videos, but he, he's, it's obnoxious. And he asked me, he says, well, what's the best touchdown celebration you can do? What's the best one? And I say, nothing at all. You just walk away like you do it all the time. That's the coolest. Ugh, that's right. such a dad answer. <laughs> all right. Well, since he doesn't you... get it at all. He thinks I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm for real. That's the coolest. Well, because I'm of a certain age, I remember and the Bengals. I remember the icky shuffle. Is that? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100. percent Oh, bring it. The, the gritty is a modern day icky shuffle for sure. <laughs> bring it back, man. I want to see. I want to see. Yes. That. Yes, please. I love it. <laughs> Icky shuffle. So have you been through Cincinnati a lot, Dave? Holly? <laughs> we know WKRP. We know <laughs> spaghetti and chili because we because we can get that at Bob's Big Boy. I think that's all I know about Cincinnati. And the Bearcats. They're from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I went to UC. I went to UC. I went to Xavier. Go so do you guys do you guys know WEBN? Very yeah. famous rock station, Cincinnati yes. since so check this out. This yes. sweatshirt oh. I'm wearing here. This is my mom's sweatshirt from like the late seventies, early eighties that she gave to me. Love it. WEBN shirts, the best. WEBN, the Dawn Patrol. I'm Robin Wood. I'm Craig Cobb. I'm hungry. Where's breakfast? WEBN, the lunatic friend. I love that. Was your mom the cool mom? Did she introduce you to music? Who was, who was your music uh, guru? Oh, both, both, both okay. for sure. I, I think I maybe identify more with my mom's taste in music, but my dad was in a in an '80s rock band, so he would, they'd just play like local bars and stuff. What was the name of the band? Give a shout out. Oh, sure, sure. It's called Sundance. I have to send send you guys a clip or two. Nice. Oh, fun! But, so covers. Uh huh. Covers, covers. Yeah, a cover band. So to prep for this, I, I went back and, and watched some of my dad's um, band's videos. Uh, it really took me back. It's good stuff. Wait, yeah. so you have a VCR yeah. still? I'm sure they're on VCR, right? Yeah, my dad was in IT too. So he, oh, he okay. actually, you know, nerdy tech guy would rip v, uh, VHS tapes, you know, onto digital. So now I have it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, that's awesome. My God. Mm-hmm. Did you go to a, a concert with your dad? What was your first concert you went to? I'm sure, I'm sure I did. I was just too young to, to really remember, you know, I would have been like five or six, you know, watching one of those concerts. Um, Joel, my dad was also in a band when he was in high school. I just found out the name of his band. Okay. So now you have to picture my dad is a very conservative businessman. The name of his high school band was Crystal Morgue. Which I think is like so cool. Is it that death is, metal? That is death metal through <laughs> no, and through. No, they were just like rock and he plays the guitar. My dad still plays the guitar, actually. Did you ever go to a concert at like, you know, 11, 12, 13? Like, dad, I, I really want to go to this show. And he took you or he bought you tickets to it. But you're asking about my, my dad or my mom music, musically in terms of taste. I'll, I'll say this. I recently bought my daughter a record player. And she got super into into vinyl. So I bought her a few 
you know, modern Olivia Rodrigo, Harry Styles records, right. That she could play. They sounded like way too perfect. Like it just wasn't right. So we went to my mom's house and went through all of her old vinyl. Oh, scratchy vinyl. Yeah. Got some of those and they got the scratches and the pops. It's, it's amazing. Tell them this is how it's supposed to sound. Exactly. It sounds so good. (laughs) It's the best. Is there one that she's gravitated to? Yeah, I was just listening to you guys' Mother's Day episode. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Rumors, that that album, we've played that a bunch. So is your daughter a Taylor Swift fan? A while ago, we took them to, to Taylor Swift. I took them, and I was a deer in the headlights. I And I saw other dads, and they had the deer in the headlights look like, I, I just don't understand. This is just crazy. What's what's going on here? This is just just nuts. We were constantly looking for like-minded people. <laughs> like, okay, there's there's <laughs> there's someone else who's thinking the same things I'm thinking. Like this. Which is, part is nuts? Just like the the hoopla, like all the musically. Yeah, do you, do you like Taylor Swift? I guess. I I really can't. I I can't. I understand that it. She's speaking to a, a specific generation. So, but it's just music, not for me. But being at a concert, it was just amazing because, I mean, there were just screams of delight <laughs> and just just thrill. I mean, it's it's really it's great because it's for a lot of these these girls or, or for everybody. It's their first concert experience. And I, so I, I think I'll go on record. I'm a I'm a Swifty. Okay. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'll I was say. waiting for you to I say that, it. Joel. I was like, if he tries to play it off, I'm going to oh. jump in and be like, oh, Joel no. loves Taylor Swift. Huge, what? Please huge help, fan. I mean, help me out. I mean, singer-songwriter, she's, she's phenomenal. And she has all different types of, of albums, and her newer stuff is very folksy singer-songwriter type stuff. That said, folklore is the one that I can... I, I glob on to like, okay, I, so I get good. this. Nevermore as well. Yeah. But yeah. I'm taking my daughter to see Taylor Swift in this upcoming tour in July, but you know, she wants to get all dressed up. So she's yeah. going to dress up as the lover album. That's like her theme. Yeah. And I, I'm going to do it as well. So I love I, it. There you go. I'm going to, I'm going to wear the, like a, the same hat that Taylor's got on in her, her red album cover. Oh, so you're going for father of the year. Award. Okay, I get it. Okay, good job. <laughs> now you say you hear all those shrieks and people screaming and stuff. That's gonna be me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be really excited. Okay. <laughs> no, I I get it. But it's. It, I mean, it was weird. I think that was the first show I went to in a long time where there were actually screams of delight of like you know usually you know dad we go to cool shows it's you know the the detached guy in the back just kind of nodding and mm-hmm. you know like enjoying the the groove. But to see everybody just fully engaged and just like, oh my God, I can't believe that's her up on stage. And it's, just, it's and yeah, it's just for the whole show. And everyone, I'm, I'm sure you know all the lyrics. So this will, it's going to, you're going to, you'll love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It'll be good. <laughs> Definitely dead of the year. Yeah. All right. Lifelong memories. We're going to be making lifelong memories. See, that, it, that is exactly. That is how we feel about music and what you can create with your, you know, with your kids. Okay. On that note, do you have a philosophy about imparting music onto your kids and how do you do it? I, I like all types of music, very broad range from hip hop to R and B to folk to, you know, pop to hard rock or metal, like tool and stuff like that. So I play all of that stuff for my kids. Um, and they pretty much don't like any of it, but when they were really young, they got super into it. So I'd have my daughter, like three years old, like 
rocking out to the Decemberists and just being like so <laughs> into like this like real indie stuff. <laughs> but if it was important to you that they like something like your favorite band, how you inserted into their lives without saying you got to listen to this. We love this so much. And if you want them to like it, you should probably not even talk to them about it. Tell their best friend and have their best friend play it for them. <laughs> no way. I like to do it um, on road trips. Yeah. Captive audience. Because they're trapped in the car <laughs> right. and they can't go anywhere. You can mix in some stuff that they like, and then you can mix in some stuff that you like or that makes you nostalgic and then it tricks their brains because they're going to associate that with their road trips and their vacations and they're chilling with their parents yeah. so i think yeah. just sort of inserting it into moments that they might remember is just a way to hack that and make them like it too my son recently started loving ccr because it reminds me of my dad, right? Like if I put on Bad Moon Rising or something, I just feel like I'm hanging out with my dad. Mm. So I started playing it just like sometimes. And my younger son loves it. Yeah. He's like, play that country music. That's what he calls it. Because we don't really listen to country, but he calls it that. <laughs> and now he loves it. And when he told my dad that he listens to it, my dad was so excited. Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. It's yeah. like a way to connect all the way through generations by just knowing the same song. I think it's really yes. cool to do that. What was on your mother's day playlist besides ABBA? Uh, well, the only reason I did ABBA was because I was just like trying, I was a little bit trying to annoy them because you know, <laughs> that's how I am. I don't know. I like a variety of music as well. Same as Joel, except Joel's a little more into like um, hip hop stuff than I am. But I also listen to things that remind me of my childhood, which would be I have three brothers and they were older than me they're all well I have one younger one but the two above me were like these cool guys in high school when I was young and so there was a lot of like 90s grunge like there was like Pearl Jam and like Stone Temple Pilots and I when I was a kid I did not like those but I will find myself gravitating towards like some good like 90s grunge music then also, oh, they all loved Foo Fighters, and my dad got really into Foo Fighters with my brothers, and they go to concerts, although they have not invited me, which I should be <laughs> offended about. But um, this so summer, I sometimes listen to all those classics. Those are the classics to me, but my kids call them oldies. I'm like, oh. I don't know if those are really oldies. Do you think? Painful. It's 30 years old. Painful. They are kind of, they're oldies. I'm sorry. That can't be right, Dave. That I, can't be. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Or what they say, um, K Earth now. They it's um, what's the the format that they call it? It's not oldies. It's um, classic hits. Classic yes, they're classic hits. That's it. My Same kids thing. will call stuff vintage too, and I'm like, mm. it's not vintage <laughs> if it's from the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> it is to them. <laughs> yeah, and my kids will also say, "Is this from the 1900s?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brutal. Yeah, that is. Yes, brutal. 1907. Yeah. <laughs> okay so do you feel like you're leaving your mark your musical mark on your kids i listen to music nonstop, like around the clock so 100 percent. even if i'm not trying they're picking up on it i listen to a lot of a lot of indie stuff too andrew bird iron and wine a couple of my favorites i took my kids to see them in concert and um they were like i don't know any of their songs i'm like you do 
And when <laughs> once those concerts started, I could see them like, oh, I know this one, I because because I play it so much <laughs> that they they start picking up on it. So I think it's inevitable. We'll leave we'll all, we'll leave our musical mark for sure. Yeah. Ellie, how old are your kids? Third grade and seventh grade. Yeah. My seventh grader is kind of like too cool for me, you know, but sometimes he hears songs on the internet and he'll be like, I heard this really cool song. He was singing Aerosmith the other day yeah. and he was like, no, it's from a TikTok." And I was like, no, yeah. I know that song is Aerosmith. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So I make him a playlist of all the songs he mentions and he thinks they're like new and like cool because a lot of these TikToks or YouTube videos use songs that they think are new. Right, Joel? Have you experienced that? A hundred percent. And I tell my kids all the time, like, I can't wait until you bring me, bring me new music. That's, that'll be my favorite thing. Like I'll listen to it for sure. But yeah, it's funny. The TikTok songs, out of control. They're even with uh, Stranger Things introducing all this new right. 80s music. It's like, oh, have you heard of the new band Metallica? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I'm very thankful for Stranger Things because, you know, suddenly Kate Bush is it's everywhere Fleetwood Mac with, you know, with, mm -hmm. because of TikTok that, uh, you know, you started to hear dreams again. And so you guys are pro TikTok. Your, your kids are on social media and, uh, what is your theory behind, uh, behind social media and, and put, and your kids on there? That's a tough question. Cause Joel and I worked in social media for so long. We both love it and hate it more than anyone that you could ever meet probably. I don't, I actually don't let my son have his own TikTok account, but I let him watch TikToks like with me because I watch TikToks and sometimes mm -hmm. I'll see something funny and I'll show him. I'll probably eventually let him have one. But um, I think for Joel and I, we feel torn because we know all the kind of garbage that's on there and the way that it can have this negative impact on your mental health just constant um, negativity. And even just, I think being constantly pulled in a million different directions is exhausting, like mentally. Mm -hmm. But we also know like how powerful it is for building a community and like connecting with people. And like, this is how people connect now. I love that there can be like inside jokes that we all know because we've all seen it like on TikTok or something. And I don't want my kid to be the one who like doesn't know the joke or doesn't know how to hit the gritty, Rachel. Got it. <laughs> so it's tough. You have to be really careful with it. But I also would never be the parent that says, I don't want my kid exposed to anything online. I don't know. I wish my son didn't know how to hit the gritty sometimes. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, no, I agree. Well said, Allie. That we've seen the worst of humanity in our time <laughs> with professional jobs and social media, but we've also seen the best of, of humanity really is both. So I think it's just a balance. And ultimately I think it's up to the kid. It like depends on the kid. Like you got to like know your kid um, really well to decide how old they need to be, to be on whatever platform it is. And you as a parent need to be like knowledgeable about the platform too. Right. So my daughter is on TikTok and my son who's 11. He is not. And we'll evaluate that <laughs> as, as the time comes. But in, ter in terms of, uh, of musical exposure, ah, the greatest. I think that the, I, I kind of joked about earlier, but I think that the, the TikTok songs, TikTok trends and exposing old music and stuff, I think it's great. Yeah. Again, Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get Rick rolled all the time. Like I never would have thought that my children 
would be singing that song to me. It's kind of funny. It's still a thing. I'm shocked. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's still a thing. I think it's mm-hmm. a, like a permanent thing. It just is. That feels yeah, like a dad joke. Forever. Now. Like that is a, that's a dad thing right now. Or, you know, if you're still doing it now in 2023, you're, that's, that's the dad rule. What? Like if I'm driving a car full of kids, like I have their friends in the back or something, and I turn that song on, they lose their minds and not just like, oh no, turn it off. They love it. Like they are psyched. Hmm. The minute they hear the opening note, they're screaming. Amazing. (laughs) But my kids love, I was telling Joel this, my kids love 80s music, just like in general. They love 80s music and it makes me happy because I think 80s music is the happiest music that there could be, in my opinion. And so it makes me happy to see them rocking out. Or we have, we just bought a karaoke machine. Oh, dear God. And my kids were singing Take On Me karaoke. And you know, they try (laughs) to hit that high note and it's like, Everybody's covering their ears. My dogs are barking and I'm Take me on. I'll be gone in a day <laughs> This is timeless. Every kid needs to do this. Mm. You can't live life without knowing take on me. That's, we think that's, that's the true. way we go through life. That's been our theory. And that is why we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Your podcast is so fun. I love listening to it and the little clips of the music that come in and I'm like rocking out. So I'm so happy that we're able to be here with you guys. Well, thank you. That's great. I was out on Mother's Day and, you know, doing the Mother's Day thing. And we went to uh, an independent bookstore and prominently placed right in the front, <laughs> Dad Law. We're super psyched that it's in stores now. Yeah, so we wrote this like pre-COVID, Rachel. Yeah. Oh my God. A while ago. So it's taken like a long time. So it's pretty cool to see it in stores. I've been going into Barnes and Noble and just like standing near it and just like (laughs) looking to see if anybody's looking at it. (laughs) And I bought one the other day and I said to the girl ringing me up, I was like, I wrote this. She was like, okay. It was super awkward. (laughs) I was happy about it. I have a stack of like 20 of them, no lie, sitting right next to me, but I'm just going to give out for Father's Day to every, every dad I know. Where are you on social media? You can follow the dad if you want, which is just at the dad on all the social medias. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But Joel and I actually don't work there anymore, but we still, it's still our baby and we still love everyone there. And they're still cranking out great dad stuff all the time. So we recommend that. I have less of a social media presence right now, but Joel, tell them you're at. Yeah, I'm Joel Willis or the Joel Willis. Um, look me up, find me there. Um, but I'm also, my new job is I'm creating a social network, a social platform for gamers. So um, if you play video games of any kind, check out Channel 3. That's what it's called. Channel 3, which is another kind of 80s reference. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, right. you used to have to turn to Channel 3 to play video games. Channel 3 is yep. a social network for gamers that I'm I'm, I'm creating myself. So I love check that. that out. You're playing games with your kids, right? That's what's going on. That's how you test it out. 
A hundred percent. I I mean, I was super into video games as a kid and then I wasn't so much in high school and college. And then I got back into video games because I bought my kids a Nintendo switch. <laughs> it really was for me, but it was so that we, I could engineer lifelong memories with them. And it, it actually worked amazingly. We played Zelda breath of the wild together and had a great time. So um, I got back into video games to bond with my kids and have uh, just really loved creating communities for for dad gamers and, and other types to, to bond over video games and, and make gaming online gaming more accessible and uh, less toxic. And <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, you so there is a group on Facebook, the dad gaming, mm -hmm. and it's all dads that play games with their kids or just by themselves, I guess. All right. <laughs> um, it's really cool. And everybody's really welcoming. So if anybody listening wants to join, cause it's still on Facebook, yeah. Joel, right? Still going. Oh, yeah. It's on Facebook, but it's also on channel three. Channel three is meant to do like that kind of stuff that we did with the dad gaming, but beyond just dad. So mom gaming, all different types of groups and communities can join up on channel three. The goal is that it will be one of the most positive social networks out there. I hope. What is the dad law on trash talking then? Cause that's part of video gaming. I'd say the dad law is you can, you can trash talk all you want at the end of the game though. You say, GG, you say good game, win or lose, you you have good uh, sportsmanship at the end. However, the dad law, the number one dad law related to video games is you do not let your kids win in Mario Kart. <laughs> they need to earn that. You go all out. You just, just crush them, destroy them. It, it builds character. Your kids are more adept probably than you are now. Have they beaten you at Mario Kart? No, because Joel is a freak at Mario Kart because oh. he, on the dad gaming, they do tournaments. And I used to do this too. I'm in the dad gaming, even though, again, not a dad, but I'm in there because I'm a video game person too. But um, they do Mario Kart tournaments in there and it's all just dads. And I love it because a lot of times they're like, oh man, I'm not going to make it tonight. My baby woke up or like my kid has an ear <laughs> infection or like, and it's just super supportive. But also they trash talk each other. A ton, I will mm. say, but it's all in good fun. And mm. then Joel is insane at yeah. Mario Kart because this is Joel's personality. He's like, I'm going to run time trials. I'm going to practice for months so that when I get in there, I am winning. So Competitive you know, Mario Kart a is a thing. bad way too to take the fun yeah. out of gaming. <laughs> take the fun out of <laughs> Allie's he saying that drills. she's got, she's got sore feelings. Cause I crushed Allie and Mario Kart. Oh, like it on. used to be my thing. <laughs> and then Joel just like destroyed me so many times that I was like, it's not fun anymore. Competitive Mario Kart's pretty crazy. And I'm, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. So no, they have not beat me in Mario Kart, but my son can beat me hands down in Fortnite any day. Um, and he does. All right. All right. Are you prepared for that day though? There's a day approaching where he will beat you. Both your children. He doesn't children, look sure. I know. You're like, when you say pretty good, I know you're like, I'm kick ass at this game. No one will ever beat me. I am indestructible. That said, do you realize the day is approaching? There are people that can beat me. Like, I definitely <laughs> competitive Mario Karters can beat me, but my kids won't be them. I mean, normally I would agree with you. I would agree with you, Dave. Like when it comes to say like basketball or golf or tennis or table, whatever it is, my son will beat me in those things one day. My daughter too. Mario Kart though. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Ooh. Strong words. Okay. That is some confidence. <laughs>
<laughs> let's, man, let's circle that, back in like 30 years. We'll that, see that. Oh, I love how you put it at 30 years when you are. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, in 1990. Time. Oh, my God. You're right. That's, I'll give you a call in 2053. All right. <laughs> I, I like this confidence. So I hope Allie will be there to uh, to wipe the tears away when it when it happens earlier than that. I will not be. I will be mocking him. Okay. And I will be saying I can't wait for his kids to overtake him in any way. That's such a great parenting moment is when your kid does something a little better than you. It's annoying, but you're also secretly kind of proud. I feel that, like that, he's going to be proud. True. They're going to beat him and he's going to actually love it. That is true. If they grind time trials and, and get really good at Mario Kart and beat me, I will, I will actually, I will be very proud. It's true. Yeah. Joel, <laughs> let your kids have a win once in a while. Okay. Come on. Never. I, no, I that's will, a, just not Mario Kart. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I, I thought it is a dad line, right? No, never let your kids win. Yeah, it is. And guess who wrote that one? If it was Joel or me. <laughs> oh, you wrote it. Yeah. No, it was Joel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were just going to surprise me and say it was you. Yeah. I, no, I'm one of those softies where I'm like playing Mario Kart and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm slowing down <laughs> so that they can get past. <laughs> I tease Joel about this so much because he told me once that one of his kids fell and got hurt. I don't know, like sprained, like uh, scraped her knee or something. And Joel said, and I just told her, I looked at her and I said, you got to pretend, act like you love the pain. <laughs> act like you love the pain. And he's like, it really helped like hyper up. And I'm like, I'm the type of parent where I'm like, Oh no, like come here. And so we have different parenting styles there. But That's still so a lot funny of that you say that, life. Allie. You remembered it. My kids are going to remember that about me. That's like a dadism that I say. Just I say it all the time. Embrace the pain. Act like you like it. Embrace the pain. Act like you like it. Just <laughs> rub some dirt on it is what I used to always say. Just fine. Yeah, those are the classic things, right? Rub some dirt on it or um, what's the other one, Joel? Build. Oh, looks like. If, if your kid is has a scraped knee or something, you go, uh-oh, looks like he, this needs to be amputated. <laughs> this leg's going to have to come off, and, which is funny unless if you try it too young and then you sometimes, I, I tried it on a toddler once. It did not go well. There was a lot of screaming. I had to be like, I'm just kidding. You can keep your leg this time. That's a classic. Yeah, it doesn't matter what our what our tactic is, what our response. When they're thirty, they're going to be telling their therapist something about how we reacted when they got hurt when they were little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's going to be yeah, something. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's going to be something you screw up. You just don't know what it is yet, and it's going to be surprising, probably. I love that you think it's only one thing. <laughs> we're lucky. <laughs> and I tell my kids that all the time. I tell them like, no matter how good I do. Yeah, there's going to be something that you uh, resent me for later in life. <laughs> and it's probably going to be that I keep telling them that. <laughs> it's probably that you never let them win at Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, it sounds like both of you have embraced the modern dad philosophies. I think you're off to a, a good start. You're <laughs> heading into the teen years, so I look forward to hearing that uh, that whole scenario of what's good luck surviving middle school. That's just insane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because yeah, I have a seventh grade boy, oh, right. and Joel, yeah. you have a teenager now, right? And he will be a freshman next year. Oh no! Yeah, crazy. 
I'm taking a deep breath for you right yeah, now. Nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll get they'll get through it. It's fine. Yeah. Will there be another in the Dad Book series? Maybe. We've written we've written several. Dad Laws One. There's uh the Dad Book. There's the Dad Instruction Manual. There's a children's book called Ds for Dad. Um that and we it's... we also wrote. So uh yeah, hopefully, hopefully more to come. And maybe I can get Joel to write something else with me that's not entirely dad focused. Let's do right, it. Joel? Please. <laughs> Please. Why don't you commit to it right now, Joel? Yeah, I'm in. Okay, so what's I'm the topic? We'll, we'll keep it to ourselves. Well, I don't know. I think it could be funny to write something else about this kind of modern parenting that we're talking about and kind of like the dad law, except a little more gender inclusive might be fun. Yeah. Although, good. like I said, I include moms in the dad law. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it applies to us too. When I wrote it i was like oh yeah i do a lot of these things too yeah for sure it has dad in the title but it's really it's more of a parenting thing i would say but hands down the best thing is when people read through the book and they're not a dad maybe they're even a kid but they love the book because it reminds them of their dad that's my favorite yeah right reading the book it's like kids can read this and enjoy it as well like dad highlighting certain passages this is you I'm sure you're going to get those a lot. It's Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate the time you gave us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to... Uh, parent law. Yeah, parent law. <laughs> yeah. Thank you laws. so much for having us. This was so fun for us. Yes, thank you. I, I listened to 80s music all morning to prepare and, and I'm hooked. I'm hooked again. I'm going to be rocking out for weeks. What were you listening to? What's your thing? We didn't mention Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh my gosh. The iconic dad song. We wrote a dad law about it that you are required to do the drum solo and in the air tonight. You have to like that is, that is a hundred percent a thing I do. If you're driving in the car, it's, it's on the steering wheel. Just, Mm -hmm. Go at it for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to do that after this is over. I'm going to go listen to it and I'm going to drum the solo. Yeah. You have to. Thank you so much for spending the time. We really appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Never going to give you up, never going to let you down. Hey, Holly, good episode, huh? That was a great episode. So I could have talked to them for a long time about dadisms and parenting and ooh, what they're in for. Yes, they don't know. That's the fun thing. I We were kind of alluding to what's going to happen when kids enter middle school and high school and that time of that wonderful time in, in a parent's life. <laughs> We're laughing. Are they listening to this now? Hearing us laugh, our evil, our, our evil Satan laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll get through it, and then they'll write about it. I'm sure because that's that's what they do. They do it very well. This dad loth was wonderful. In the entertainment section, we talk about Star Wars and Star Trek. So, the Star Wars quote that I always say that that is in the dad law is. Yoda, when he says, do or do not, there is no try, which is 
like the total dad thing. But then I go in your husband, Steve's garage, and he has a different quote from Yoda that I didn't even recognize. And what, what was the quote that he has? Well, it says, luminous beings are we. This is a neon sign, but that is followed by not this crude matter. And that references, I have no idea. Please remind me. Basically referring to life spirit. It's what makes you, you. It's not this. It's not your skin and bones. Okay. Is, does, is this the advice that he imparts upon his children? Absolutely. So there you go. Okay. He had that in neon. That's how much of a dad he is. He took his favorite quote and put it up in neon so the kids would know, hear it and read it all the time. And somehow it will, they will absorb it. it. They will absorb it without him saying it over and over again. And now I will put it up on a picture on our social media so you can all see it and feel that and have the understanding that luminous <laughs> beings are we. Yeah. I really like that. By the way, is your husband Star Wars or Star Trek? Because I know he's both. Is that possible? Does he have a favorite? He's both. He's both. Okay. I don't even, that, that's a very good question. If I had to, it, maybe it's, if I had to guess. If we were playing the date, the newlywed game and they said, is your husband a Star Wars or a Star Trek guy? You would put up, you would write on the big card and hold up and say. <laughs> you, you, you should probably be able to guess what I'm going to say. I would say 51% Star Wars, 49% Star Trek. All right. So that, that means he's more Star Wars than Star Trek. Yeah, so, but so you would have to put maybe Star even Wars. 49.5%. That's still, well, all right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Did you recognize Steve in this? In the, in the dad's law? I recognize him 100%. Not with every single dad law, but much of him is in this book. Yeah. Like you, right? Would you say there's a lot of you in this book? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is. They, they got me. They got my number. Anyway, we, we had a great time talking with Allie and Joel. So thank you so much to, to both of them for taking the time and talking with us. We learned a lot, didn't we? Yes, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot at the book. Highly recommend. It's a, it's a great, I think it's a great Father's Day gift. Yeah. So thank you to Allie and Joel. And thank you to April Whitney, who hooked us up. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts. Quite an enlightening episode. What do we do with things that, that might not even end up on the podcast or maybe you want to look at what we look like when we say these things on the podcast where might someone see that and if you want to see joel and ally also on the podcast you can see them on our youtube channel at what difference does it make podcast and you'll find outtakes on our social media at wddim podcast what was uh joel's at channel, channel three? three is his gaming is his gaming platform or gaming website uh you can go on facebook and find it and also uh you can you can go to the dad thedad.com and see memes and get just great funny dad memes they're genuinely funny but warm and charming you know not not mean in in any way really funny yeah thedad.com okay you can also go to wddimpodcast.com and subscribe to our monthly newsletter and listen to all of our older podcast episodes. We have new podcast episodes every Friday, so whatever your favorite podcast platform is, please subscribe and review with five stars and love, love, love us. Give us some fatherly love. That's all we ask. Uh, we don't ask for much, do we? We don't. And thank you. Thank you in advance for doing so. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day and 
until next week. This is Dave. Uh, well, uh, happy Father's Day to you too. Have a happy, happy, happy Father's Day. And to all our, our dad listeners and moms who are dads, happy Father's Day. Very nice. Okay, well, until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.